Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan and with me is Luke. How are you, Luke? I'm doing well. Welcome, friends. Welcome. Welcome one and all. It's that time of year where our hearts get a little warmer, the weather gets a little colder, and so you can cuddle up by the fire and listen to a good old episode of Improperly Packaged. That's right. Ah, children, welcome by the fire. Is that our demographic? <laughs> Listen to the walnuts cracking and it's not walnuts. What is it? Chestnuts. Chestnuts. Yeah. Have Another you ever done nut that? that no one ever eats. Right. I've never. talked about this. We did it. They were terrible. They don't yeah. taste good. <laughs> Nobody should be cracking chestnuts. Did you roast them by an open fire first? Yeah, we did. Oh, wow. We did. And they sucked. Okay. <laughs> one well, of the grocery yeah. stores had like a thing of chestnuts. And we're like, oh, this might be fun. So I do like a thing at my house with the family the night before. I think my grandmother was there years ago. Um, but yeah, it was. <laughs> it just weren't good. It's like, I don't know if we weren't doing it right or we had a bad batch. I don't know. Maybe there's different chestnuts. Is it just the person who wrote that one song? Is it like that That was them bringing their personal preferences into it and it's not really a Christmas thing? You guys ever roasted chestnuts, you know, on an open fire? Well, I'm going to insert it into Everyone this song. Everyone looks at him like, no, what are you talking about? Look, I'm putting it, it rhymes, in. It rhymes, okay? Stop. You can't stop me from putting it in. I'm putting it in. It's my <laughs> thing, okay? Everyone will love it. He had final cut. Who wrote that song? The Christmas song? Was that Bing Crosby original? I don't think so. It can't be, Probably right? not. You can't do everything. I feel like most of what Bing did was covers of even older songs from God knows when. <laughs> that was just the thing. Bing feels so old, but it really wasn't that long ago. Not really. It's just we're, we're young, I like to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Bethany found this interesting thing. You know Brenda Lee, she does that rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. So that's I think that's in Home Alone too. But she not too, but in the movie as well. She was like 13 when she sang that song. And so it like ruined it for Bethany now. She's like I just can't all I can think about is how young she was. <laughs> I don't know why that bothers her, but for some reason that bothers her. Just can't listen to a yeah, song. Lee by... was a pro- child prodigy, appearing on a national television show by the age of ten, making her first recording the following year. Her first few Decca singles, in fact, have a pretty fair bid for the bit. Yeah, I'm not going to read all that, but interesting. That's it's crazy. Interesting, like that is like one of the most played songs this time of year. She doesn't sound that young. Yeah, I mean, she sounds good. I mean, it's just it's yeah. a great version of that song, and the guitar. You know, it's so iconic and it. Oh, yeah. It's funny that bothers Bethany, but at the same time, I can't really think of uh, any artist that I listen to who is even croaching that age. Thirteen's <laughs> really young. That's very young. How, how old was Justin Bieber when he uh, got cracking? Probably close to that. You think so? I mean. Yeah, it's pretty young. Yeah, it's like his, it was Something his voice like drop. We were there to experience his voice dropping. Yeah, so. yeah. That boy was singing in a whole nother octave in the beginning. Yeah, I, I legit did think he was a girl. Like, just because I didn't, it didn't register to me. I remember, like, someone was playing it. I was like, oh, who's she? And, like, not, I wasn't trying to be, like, 
Yeah. Because I, I thought it sounded I good. I thinking that too. I thought it sounded good. So I wasn't being like snarky or whatever, but I legitimately did. I just, you're not used to hearing artists that young. No, he's you yeah. know, clearly much deeper. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, how's your, uh, are you, have you decorated yet? You starting to. Yeah, I've done some. We need to replace some lights. Yeah. But I haven't gotten to replace some. We, we have like a blow up that we, uh, of uh, Bucky from uh, Bucky's the gas station. Oh, really? That's great. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> mostly just because Indy, Indy really likes it. And obviously I, I love it. I just run to it and say, what are you doing, Bucky? So we always doing, say, what are you doing out here, Bucky? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've not been to a Bucky's. Wow. Yeah. Well, you should change that. Well, I mean, they're making one in like Ocala, aren't they? Like for yeah, reference, like in, that's sometime in the next ten years. For for reference, that's the biggest uh, like town that's adjacent to where we are, so yep. uh, only like an hour away. So yeah, I'll have to experience that brisket sandwich that people like to <laughs> yeah. say is good. It's as good as it could be for a gas station, that's for sure. All right, well, I'll make it happen one day. But anywho. I believe we have some things to talk about today. Indeed. Yes. But lead us off, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, what you been up to? All right. So this is what we've been watching slash playing slash listening to. Uh, this the last few weeks, you know, it's been a, a couple of weeks since we've recorded. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about our wrapped, our Spotify wrapped. Uh, nice. A little bit, just to kind of yeah bring that one up. of the I, best things that Spotify does. I think it's great. And like, everyone's it, copied it. Yeah, people are trying to copy it. It's like I I think it's it's been a it's a big enough thing to where people I, I'm I'm using this word a lot, but I think people are starting to like try to be snarky about it. You know, when something that happens and like people post things, there's always someone around who is uh does not like the fun that is being had and will say, yeah. Ooh, I really care about your musical taste. Yeah, contrarians. But it's fun. I, I legitimately do like seeing other people's Spotify rap and be like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And seeing what people listen to. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting, like, people I know. Because, like, you see, like, a top ten, and that, that feels kind of distant. Like, really? Is that what people are listening to a lot? But then you see people you know, and it really does confirm how popular Taylor Swift is for one, because I'm like, holy crap, it's just showing up on everyone. Um, but other stuff as well. Be like, oh, this it's cool to see people still listening to certain things, and I don't know, I I enjoy it. So I'm I'm pulling it up so I can uh, recollect what the what the heck it was. Yeah, I sent you my top songs of the year. I wanted you to send my. Okay, I I need I meant to send to send mine. I did I did look over yours. Yeah, I, it's crazy how long they uh, create a really long playlist for you. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I really do appreciate that. All right, so I'm the going first thing here. is how many songs did you play, Jordan? Let's see that. It's one of the first things slides. All right, let's see. I'm going into it right now. Spotify Wrapped. All right, hello, Jordan. <clears throat> Uh, it's see. the fourth one. The fourth one. The fourth right. little, uh, little slide part. All right, one thousand five hundred and twenty-nine songs. Ooh, <laughs> you got that beat, don't you? Five thousand four. Dang. Yeah, that's yeah. You got me beat in spades. Yeah, I think I like, would be interested if I also put my 
I don't listen to any podcasts on here. I wish I could include that time because I listen to it on Overcast, which is a like gotcha. indie okay. player that I just like a lot more. I do but, listen to podcasts yeah. on Spotify uh, quite yeah. regular, regularly, so I, I don't know how much that. But either way, um, my top... What's your number one song? Let's hear it. Number one song. Um, I think it's a song a- by Porter Robinson called Look at the Sky. It's a... Uh, it's funny because yeah, I, I really liked him too. I like did my uh, my sharing thing right where I, I shared uh, the the final thing and it, what it said for what um, my top genre is is hope beat. I don't know yeah. what that means. I, I really saw that don't. when you posted I, it. I, does it mean like it's just like making a, up stuff now? They're making it up. I mean, like because that <laughs> sounds like putting words together. <laughs> I do listen to like Christian music, sure, but. None of the top artists or songs are Christian songs, and that yeah. sounds like it's yeah. like Christian music. But I guess, yeah. like, for instance, Look at the Sky, it's a positive song, um, um, I guess. So and maybe that's where they're getting it from. Because uh, my top artists are The Midnight, uh, Beba Doobie, which uh, I'm not too surprised. Uh, Porter Robinson was number three, Rustin Kelly, number four, and Peter Bradley Adams. Usually, usually Peter Bradley Adams and the Midnight, they're always just in my rotation. So when they show up, it's not a surprise at all. Surprise that 1975 didn't make the list this year. They've made it for like the last few. Um, but yeah, um, that's basically what the top songs are. They're either by, looks like actually, yeah, they're either by Beba Doobie or or Porter Robinson, but there was one by the aces called always get this way, which is an amazing song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I what I sent you the aces and you may have They're really good. Yeah. They're the really aces good. are, yeah, really solid. What about, what about you? What, what did your like snapshot of uh, top artists, top songs look like Luke? It's interesting. My top song was, uh, Saturdays at your place, tarot cards. Um, <laughs> and I remember I really, I'm, I'm still really like Saturdays at your place. They're just, just like one of those kind of smaller bands that just, I don't know something about the way they, they write their songs and just the way he sings them. <laughs> it just really connects with me. It's like this kind of like yeah. indie grunge. Maybe I would kind of categorize mm-hmm. it as something like that. But, uh, yeah. And I remember a lot of this, like for the first like six months out of the year, I was hitting the gym pretty consistently almost every day. And so a lot of this, I listened to at the gym at night and the 1975 for some reason for a long time was like something that I just kept going back to. I don't know why it doesn't even make any sense. It's not workout music at all, but it just was like, just fit the mood I was in every time I would go. And, and Rustin Kelly was another one when the weakness came out, it was like one that I would just listen to the whole album while I was in there. So the 1975 was a lot of it. So, so tarot cards by Saturdays at your place, and then 1975, Rustin Kelly's The Weakness, um, Post Malone's Chemical. I told you, I, I thought that so song good. was so good, and it was one of my top played ones. I'd be amazed um, if that album didn't show up on <clears throat> Wrapped 2024. Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to it a lot. So my top art- artists were the 1975 Goo Goo Dolls, number two. I think oh. like. It was like later in the year I started listening to them a lot more again. The Dangerous Summer, which just consistently is one of my favorite bands. And they had a newer album, too. I think like the end of last year. Harry Styles, which I think that's because 
like Bethany really likes to listen to him. And mm. so like, I remember I put it on when we went, we went somewhere for the summer we went, I think we went to a beach house during the summer and I think I was playing that a lot. Um, and then John Mayer, which, yeah, he's just kind of a default. <laughs> a lot right, of people right. just, he just kind of works for any audience. It's one of the nice things about John's music. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, what I mean, was I, your total playtime? Total playtime. Which which one is that on? It's on the the final one. It has minutes listened. Let me see. It's on the like the whole rap thing that you post. I think I saw yours, but I. What's weird is my top genre was pop. <laughs> I guess Harry Styles and John Mayer stuck it into pop or something like that. I don't know. That's I weird. guess so. It doesn't take I guess a lot. The 1975 is considered pop. I don't. I don't know. That's not. It's where funny I'm that they gave you a, a genre like that instead of like hope beat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, total <laughs> to, uh, total minutes listens uh, twenty one thousand seven hundred fifty three. I had thirty three nine ninety eight. I've seen some people. They're like in seventy five eighty. Yeah, I guess dang. if I had my podcast in there, I, I would imagine it'd probably be over 100 easily. Right, right. Just because, honestly, I listen right. to podcasts more than I listen to music. It's like all day long. I just I listen to podcasts. If I have a new episode, I listen to it. If not, I listen to music. Right. Well, Anyways. cool. Anyways. I love this crap. <laughs> it's really good. I'm, I'm glad that like Spotify puts a lot of effort into it. Um I got I even got like a message like they're having artists like record messages to their fans like uh they the guy mm-hmm. from the midnight popped up on mine I was like hey thank you guys for listening you know stuff like that you know generic yeah. little it's cool it's cool how much effort they put into it I'd make it like a celebration it's nice um before we move off of music I just want yeah. to say Dolly Parton and Chris Stapleton did a cover of Night Moves no way which no way is that old song the people know um i can't remember the artist um uh, bob seeger yeah and it's wow, really good so old album dolly parton it's just such an interesting mashup of no kidding dolly and chris playing like this like 80s rock song that's great i'm listening to it now um i mean it's been a few weeks so you know I've watched and played uh, a good handful of things. Everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. <laughs> Not quite. Um, pulling up my notes here. All right, so first off, I'll probably one of the more relevant things. I saw this in theaters on my by my lonesome. Um, it's one of those things. Where I was like, eh, I should probably see it. Probably should use my pass. And so um, I went to go see Wish. Um, the latest... Uh, Disney Animation Studio uh, musical. It's it's like their big event for this one because it's it's supposed to be a big event because it's their uh, like kind of it's their one hundredth anniversary and like uh, I think it's like the hundredth anniversary of like Disney's birth. Like he's you know lived a hundred years ago basically, right? I think I have that right. I'm pretty sure. Sure. But either way, that that that's what this is for. Um. First off, I did want to kind of talk about my expectation on this thing. You know, it's crazy. We've been talking about this a lot, how it's like certain things that I would see no-brainer or watch no-brainer, like, instantly, like, whether on Disney Plus or in theaters, a lot of it's slipping. You know what I mean? There's a lot of it that I've missed and, like, I oh, just yeah. haven't had Disney's the, in trouble, man. 
they, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to talk about that, I think, a few times in this podcast, but, like, there's just a few things where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not dying to see that, and, you know, honestly, Wish is not the same, but it's, I mean, sorry, Wish is not different, you know, where I'm like, yeah, I'm not super excited about this, but it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I do, still, I like them, that the fact that they're making musicals again, like, they had their second renaissance, basically, right, that kind of started with maybe Prince of the Frog or Tangled or whatever, and it's been going strong until recently and so you know like looking at the trailers for wish i'm like this just kind of looks i don't know what i don't know what's pulling in me in here my main my biggest turnoff was the art style where i'm like okay i see what you're doing with like you're trying to make it to where it's the watercolors of the past and how like to make it look like sleeping beauty basically but with the cg animation and i was like this looks washed out it doesn't look good i don't know it almost looks like unfinished to me it looks like uh there's like that's weird that's not usually where they have their issues i know i know like even like if you don't like some of their movies they're usually amazing looking yeah, they usually look great i mean they have such high budgets like in kanto was their uh i believe it may have been actually a strange world or whatever either way both those movies look a hundred times better than this. Like, it's insane. I remember just thinking, maybe I'll slide into it as the movie goes. And I was just like, this is yeah. visually unappealing. I-, I will say that. It's like giving me, like, uh, Super Smash Bros. for 3DS <laughs> vibes. How it's like, for some reason, mm-hmm. in that one, everything looked like like they drew this hard black line around the characters that made them contrast with the backgrounds because they had to. But either way... It, it didn't doesn't look great, so I wasn't super excited about this one. There was nothing about really the plot or really anything that I'm hearing that's like pulling me in. But I, I saw it nonetheless. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised uh, really in any way. I saw it, and I, you know, the thing is, the movie's not terrible, but it, it I, I felt disappointment, even though I wasn't like looking forward to it. I was mainly disappointed that this is the kind of product that they're putting out. Like that was my main thing. I felt disappointment in the studio yeah. in whatever decision. It almost like felt to me almost like I don't know what happened. I, I'm not gonna presume to say this is what happened, but this is what it felt like to me. Almost like the studio was like, hey guys, we need something that involves the wishing star and a, a lot of Disney references. And I want it to include this and be a musical and have these elements. And I want this done in a year. And then they just didn't really come up with much like that. Like it, it's just a lot of nothing, honestly, is the thing hmm. where it's like in a lot of aspects where it's like there's music in it. There's, you know, it's a musical. And like each time a song would play, I, I'd get this feeling like this sounds fine to the ears. Like it sounds good. Like you're, I'm hearing it and I'm like, yeah, this sounds pleasant to hear. But I, I couldn't think of a single melody, a single tune from any of the songs after the movie was over or even during the movie. I was like, how that one go again? You know, it just, man, it's like, again, it's like they tried really hard, but just couldn't come up with anything. And I feel like there's a message in this movie, but for the life of me, I have no idea what it is. It's almost, again, like they were really trying to do something, but just couldn't come up with anything. And there's just a lot of references thrown in here and just to no avail, just randomly, just for no reason, it seems. And so just, 
I hate using this word because it sounds pretentious and it sounds like dismissive, but it felt completely uninspired. Like, honestly, yep. it, it felt mandated. It it felt like it, it's one of the worst ones they've come out with in a long time. And I'm talking about the Disney Animation Studio specifically. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. It's a real shame because yeah. they, I mean, like every single one they they've done in the last decade have they haven't all been like amazing. Like they, they've had a real some really good ones like Moana, Tangled. Um, yeah, Moana was good. Kanto's great, and but this man, they're gonna they're hurting. Honestly, it's not resonating with anyone really. I mean, I haven't heard one really positive thing about it. They're taking a huge financial hit with this. This is an expensive movie. Didn't look expensive. That's the crazy thing. It almost is like they tried and they tried, they tried and tried to come up with something yeah. that looked unique and like they had a vision. They wanted to make it look old school, and they just didn't hit the mark. They just they're like crap. This is the best we came up with, and so we're just gonna have to put this out. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyone who can look at this and be like, wow, next level, you know, like, cause like when I saw Encanto, I was like, wow, this is just amazing. This looks incredible. They just keep getting looking better and better. And now I'm just like, what a huge step backwards. What were they thinking? You know, it's yeah, a lot of characters that are just, just really uninteresting. No funny jokes. Like seriously, I'm, I maybe chuckled once in the entire movie, but some really cringy jokes yeah it's tough because they have this character that's like voiced by Alan Tudyk who's usually very funny playing right. this talking goat and it's like every joke that came out of its mouth was like like kind of cringe inducing like honestly and that's mm. that sucks that sucks the same the main character it's like there's no, it's, she's not terrible there's just nothing there where I'm just like what does she want really who is this person like she had a great singing voice the voice acting was fine just, I don't know, man. It's disappointing. It really is. Yeah. Um, but that being said, um, I want to say something nice, you know, because I, I have been and I'm going to say a lot of negative things about Disney and the content that they're putting out. But I want to say something nice. Actually, we had a relatively positive review of the Marvels, to be honest. Um, relatively. Um, more than it seems like other people. More than other people. Jeez Louise. Holy yeah. crap. But tore up. Tore up from the floor up. Um, <laughs> but here's here's one thing I watched that, I, again, I let this fly. I did not see it in theaters. Not, not for really any particular reason. I just, it just didn't happen. Which, again, is crazy. Um, I think the most recent Pixar film, Elemental, I never saw in theaters. I heard decent things about it. There were some people in my church who were like, yeah, it was, it's really good. And I was like, all right. And so Amber and I just sat down and watched it on Disney+. Plus. At last, basically, I really liked it. I thought it was really cute, really charming. It's a it's a rom com, which is you know something that Disney doesn't do very often in their animation. I mean, like I feel like almost to, to uh, strangely, almost strangely. So back in the day, romance seemed like it was something that was almost mandatory, right? There was a romance in almost every animated thing they did, and so I get. Um, the gumption to swing a, you know a little bit you know a different way to be like okay we can have some movies without romance and some platonic relationships and so for me it was refreshing to see a movie that was like actually focused on on romance um because it's been so absent like almost like all these movies like there's not really it's rare where there's a romantic um 
interest for the main character. It's very, it's almost to the point where I'm like, okay, guys, it's getting weird. <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> you, it, it. Like, it's not wrong. You understand that, right? <laughs> and so it, it's nice to see this where it's like this really kind of sweet romance movie that it works. You know, it's like we talk about rom-coms and, you know, it's, it's what makes a rom-com work, you know, are the characters individually likable are they likable together do they have chemistry are they cute together you know is the conflict does it feel manufactured when there is conflict does it throw the eat one of the you know characters under the bus and i feel like it avoided the negative tropes of rom-coms and excelled in what makes a good one you know okay both these characters are likable and i like them together and i want to see them together and there's a lot of funny moments on the way and and one thing that surprised me because i was worried about this is the whole elements thing they do a good job with that it doesn't feel like they just needed to do a pixar thing and make this wacky thing come to life in this world of you know whatever it may be emotions or you know, cars or whatever. No, they they really use that premise in that in the lore or whatever, and they they make it interesting and and uh, clever in the way it kind of works in to the romance. It's not like oh, it's a romance movie and they just threw this in there. No, it's integral to what the movie is. And so I actually really recommend that one. So I don't know if you need some hope for Pixar or Disney because the one they came, Pixar came out with before was Lightyear and. I wasn't a huge fan of Lightyear. I thought it was pretty I think, I think it bombed. It, yeah, it bombed. Yeah. Where I think Elemental, what happened was it was bombing. Like it bombed the first weekend. And then I think good word of mouth spread. And it started to, you know, sustain to a point where it wasn't like this giant failure. You know, I don't think it did what they wanted, but I think it it's not wish. <laughs> I'll say that. Honestly, um, just overall, I mean, I've been looking like at these numbers it's it's amazing how many of these huge movies are barely making back their budget it's a disaster it is not yeah that is just i've talked about it before and you know i'm as guilty as anybody of it of not going to the theater and you've you've honestly been a lot better about it but yeah it's tough i mean i want to support movies in theaters but it's it's hard and i encourage other people to but unfortunately i don't get out enough to do it yeah, I mean, as I get older, I mean, I see how it's yeah. harder. I feel like people are in their like mid twenties and like younger high schoolers and all that. It's like a prime age. Like, please go to movies, young people. And right. I feel like that's not a thing that's happening really in general. Whereas, I mean, like, we were some of the biggest supporters at that oh, age. Oh yeah, like every movie we saw every, every weekend. movie, yeah. every literally weekend. every well we saw well not yeah, every there, movie. But there'd yeah. be several movies that would come out, but we'd be there every weekend seeing a movie. Right. Absolutely. Not the case. I mean, I think, I mean, we can talk about this at a certain point, but I think the biggest culprit for Disney, not the biggest, one of the biggest, I mean, quality is an issue. I mean, it really is. If if you're not getting good word of mouth, people aren't going to show up. If it doesn't look good, people aren't going to show up. That's just how it is. It's, you know, sometimes it can be unwarranted. Like I think what the Marvels is getting a little more hate than it deserves. And I feel like that negativity spiral can sometimes not really reflect the actual quality of the thing. But that being said, you know, some of the times negativity is warranted like wish. I feel like, yeah, it's got a very low rating. I actually feel like it's pretty warranted, honestly. And, um, I elemental only has a 58 on Metascore. That's not very good, but I don't know. I thought it was very good. Um, 
Oh, another uh, culprit, I think, is Disney Plus, to where it's like, if something doesn't look great, you can have confidence that it will be on Disney Plus, where back in the day, you'd have confidence that you'd have to either rent it or buy it. And yeah. so, and that's quite a different leap than sit on your butt at home and just wait for it to be available to press play, you know? Yeah. And so that's, it matters, man. I mean, cause they basically come out as soon as they hit home video on Disney plus, as soon as it hit, hits home video, it's going to be on Disney plus, which the like, way they introduced it, like during the pandemic was it's just going to go straight to Disney plus. And so I don't know that's you, you train people, people. Yeah. But either way, um, I only have a few more things I want to just rattle off quickly. I'm starting to watch Christmas movies, of course. Um, the classics are there, but, you know, throwing in some new ones. Uh, the fam- Family Swap is on Netflix. Have, yeah. you, have you heard of all this one? Uh, I've heard of it, yeah, but yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Ed Helms, Jennifer Garner. Um, you know, it's it's like one of those things where it's like Netflix. They have their rom-com Christmas ones where they're just like, we made this for... $10,000 or whatever. And they're just kind of using the same mansion that we've used 10 times. Um, yeah. This is, you know, obviously a lot bigger budget. They have stars in it. They have Ed Helms and they have Jennifer Garner um, with a uh, Freaky Friday-ish plot. Um, you know, it, it's whatever. Honestly, this movie's kind of whatever. It's not like, I wouldn't say it was bad, um, but I definitely wouldn't say it was good either, but it's there if you want, if you're looking for just a, it's a Christmas movie to watch. But that being said, uh, if you really just want to be in the Christmas mood and watch this, it isn't, you know, on the Christmas meter, it doesn't rank very high. Um, I almost feel like Christmas is a, uh, a sea level star in this, uh, in this movie to where it's like the movie every now and then it's like, Oh yeah, this is Christmas. <laughs> and they have to like do something Christmassy real quick because it doesn't really feel like Christmas until those things happen randomly throughout the movie here and there. So, uh, yeah. Just but, Christmas is as Batman is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know, even like Batman, the thing is, it's like, it's hard. I feel, I feel bad for movies when they're trying to be a Christmas movie, but they're set in a place like Florida or California, which is where this <laughs> movie is set in L.A. Yeah, and so yeah. it, it doesn't look like Christmas. People yeah. aren't all cold, it's not snowing. And so it's hard. It's hard to make it to make it look Christmassy when Christmas things aren't happening. Whereas yeah. even in like uh, Batman Returns, Gotham is wintry and decked out in christmas stuff and so there's even like a small feeling of oh you know something christmas is going on throughout the whole movie whereas this it's like if you watch an individual scene it could be like anything you know what i mean yeah but either way it's fine um uh, watching the second season of the santa clauses on that on a uh, disney plus you know i'm still surprised at <laughs> how the movie can how the show can actually be funny like i don't know what the writers are doing some of the jokes are just insane insanely bad but some of them i'm like that was pretty funny like i'm shocked they made that joke actually but it's silly obviously i just couldn't do it i watched enough of it in the first i mean maybe maybe it you know i say i watched enough of it but obviously i don't know what comes after what i watched but what i did watch you watch the opening credits too low (laughs) because the opening credits are very bad they're horrible I watch more than the opening credits. You got there and you're like, I don't think so. No, no, I watched some. It just, it felt dumb was the word I would use for it. It just felt. I definitely understand. It was, it was, 
it's stooped a little low for me. There is a underlying underlying uh, dumbness that exists <laughs> within uh, within. It just show. doesn't have to be that way. I mean, the, the original movie didn't didn't feel that way. I just, right. I don't know why they do that sometimes with these like Disney Plus things. I'll say this: it's much better than Santa Claus Two and the Santa Claus Three, which, for some reason, like right after Santa Claus One, which is like. It's it's almost like your classic yeah, which 90s is usually family. Usually the best movie. way to do right. it, but not always, obviously. Yeah. And then, like all of a sudden, they were just like, "No, we're going for this outrageous tone," and that just kind of stayed. Um, and two and three just aren't good. But like this show, I feel like it's the same exact tone as two or three, two and three, but it happens to have funny jokes and some f- funny writing. <laughs> that that's what I'll say. That that that's what I'll say at least. You so, don't have to make any excuses for enjoying it, Jordan. It's uh, totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, lastly, I felt I should m- mention I finished Mario Wonder. And uh, nice. I mean, yeah, it's 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 great. It, it's it's really really good. It, what people are saying about it is true. How it's the best two D Mario since uh, Mario World. I think honestly, though, um, I think that says more about how people weren't on fire for the new Super Mario Brothers franchise. But also, this this is very good. I th- I do think this is very yeah. good. There are, you know, I feel like even Nintendo has put out uh, better 2D side scrollers and say Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. But even still, this is great. This is really good stuff. Um, my main thing though is like uh, Mario 3D Mario has kind of become my my Mario. Honestly, 2D Mario is great. I grew up on 2D Mario, but yeah. and I, and this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But it's one of those things where it's like I play it. It took me about five, five and a half hours, to six to, to beat. And then I'll play it in another few years. It's one of those things. It's a very quick, quick experience. It rests fondly in my mind. But yeah, I mean, my top Mario games are Mario Galaxy is one of my favorite games of all time. And Mario Odyssey is probably my second. So I don't know. But great game. On to Mario RPG. I'm playing that, which I'm very much enjoying that. Um, Luke, that took so long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a thousand years long. I'm be talking about Wish and Elemental. Anyways. The problem is I think I actually have more things. All right. Let it's it rip, close. buddy. I have pro- about the same, but I don't have a ton to say about a lot of these, though. Um, I will lump two of them together. I've now watched Toy Story 3 and 4 with Indy. Wow. So we have therefore finished the series up to this point, which I guess there's some talk about a Toy Story 5, so we'll see if that ever happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's to say? I mean, they're just they're really good movies. Um, what I find interesting, um, just because I don't feel like there's really any point in me really reviewing them, but just what I find interesting is that people have Toy Story 3 on a lot of like top movies ever made lists. Hmm. And yet there's like this they they're they're a little more down on Toy Story 4 and I I don't quite understand that honestly. I don't feel like the quality dipped at all with 4. It's a different story. One of the things I love about all the Toy Stories is how different every single one of them feels. It doesn't feel right. like you're coming back in and you're, oh, this is just a retelling of two with different. No, completely different. And yet it has this familiarness. That's the thing that I just I'm so impressed with what they did with with all of them, all four of them. This this counts for all of them. Just every movie is 
excellent, not just great. It's excellent, like yeah. top tier animated movies. And obviously, the animation just gets better, which just adds, I think, to your experience. Like, you know, as as fun as one is, it is really cool to come into four and there's like pouring down rain on the toys yeah. and they're clearly like showing off and flexing on like <laughs> check out our rain effects and it's like yeah i am checking them out and they're amazing so good job guys um that was that was a fun way to start it and it was like okay we're in the next generation of 3d animation here and that was 2019 now so four years right. ago god knows what they could do with like unreal engine 5 now or whatever version of that Pixar, Pixar probably has their own engine to work with. Um, but anyways, yeah, just three was, I mean, it was amazing. It was great. And, and then four, I, I don't know if, if I was to rate these, I would probably give them all like nine and a half, ten. I don't really yeah. see a problem. I mean, it's a, first of all, it's an animated movie, so it's hard to pick like out the performances. Everyone does it just such a great job at, I don't know of any point at which I'm like, oh, that 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 voice actor or actress isn't doing as good of a job. It's like, no, this is all amazing. And obviously all the top people like Bo Peep and, um, you know, Woody and, and Buzz are all just like amazing. I don't know. Like, you know, obviously four is the one that's closest on my mind because I've only watched it like a few days ago. But I was just... It was so it was so fun. Like they picked something new. There's like a whole road trip scene and then they're in like an antique store and they're showing like old toys. They just have had a way with all these movies of picking settings and new characters that just fit so well into this world and don't feel like a stretch at any point. It's like this makes perfect sense. This is this is the exact thing if this was a real life if, if toys could actually live and do things, this makes sense. Like their story arc, like them, you know, well, you know, I, I don't know how, how do I, do I spoil a movie that's like 10 Dude, years yeah, old? Yeah, it's so old. You can. <laughs> Toy Story oh, 3. So old, but you can go. But yeah. them like finding a new kid, you know, it just was like so, it was so great. The transition there and then yeah. how that, that carried on to four. And it, it was crazy that there's nine years in between. That is crazy, I guess. It feels so like it just flows so well when you watch three to four. It's hard to believe like nine years. How many people are still working on that project nine years later that we're working on in 2010? I don't know, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people had left, moved on, retired, you know, or whatever, living on their island after the success of three. Like I, I have to imagine, you know, you could easily just have that be the pinnacle of your career and say, OK, you know, I just made one of the best movies I just made IMDb's 91st best movie ever <laughs> created. Like, I don't know. How much better could you get as an animated movie creator? Like, to have an animated movie in the top of the list is incredible. So, yeah. like I said, any of these, I think, e even two, I think two is maybe the low spot in people's ratings. And I, I don't know why. I thought it was I thought it was excellent. I just, <laughs> I don't know. And maybe I'm just too positive, but... You, I don't know, man. You'll get so no good. disagreement so from good. me. Uh, I think they'll even like again. I'm with you on four. I think four is great. So it's like, it's a great epilogue to three, basically. Yeah. And I think it's just, yeah. I, and I'm, these have no, no right of being called a toy, a kids movie, right? I mean, no. it's just, it's not, it's, it's degrading for what they are. Like it's an all ages movie. It's family movie. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's a big difference between being a kids movie, being an all ages movie, or being a family movie. Those are different things. 
I think this could easily have been in the running for the actual Oscar of that year. Right. I think um, three was won, three was nominated yeah. for Best Picture. Yeah. And I think I think for you know it won best animated picture, but I think it could have easily be nominated for best picture in general. Um, anyways, that, I said a lot more about that than I thought I was going to say, but just it was a lot of fun. I've never seen those, so you know this is my first time laying eyes on them. So I had a lot of a lot of thoughts watching them. Um, movie that I have a lot less thoughts on. We watched uh, Best Christmas Ever on Netflix, which. Um, was like the top movie for like a hot minute bro, on Netflix. Bro, uh, bro, bro. <laughs> we started that movie before I started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go though. I, I, I'm well. Fine there's not much your, to spoil. Yeah, I mean, it's I just kind of your. It's your classic, like you know, lower. You know what, mid to lower tier like Christmas movie, and you know, it's funny. These movies, I feel like they vary a lot. Like, oh yeah, stuff like oh, Christmas yeah. with the Cranks. I think it was a movie that I came into thinking like, oh, this is just another one. Like, it's cool they got, not Tom Hanks, uh, Tim Allen. They got Tim Allen in this. That's cool. That's ended up being one of my favorite Christmas movies. I, I love that freaking movie. It's just, it's like, it's just so Christmassy. It has that Christmas spirit in that freaking movie. Right. And, um, but, you know, not that that's, I'm talking about something separate, but this movie is very similar to that movie in the way it's like, it has that feel of like, okay, you know, they spent some money on this movie, but it doesn't feel top tier. And yeah, I kind of came away from it feeling about the same way. It's like, it's totally fine, but I think it'll be a movie that kind of comes and goes and right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's not a lot of Christmas with the cranks where I feel like it, just nailed that Christmas spirit really well in that movie. Um, I mean, it does, if you, if you do think about Christmas with the cranks does has a pretty all-star cast for, for one of those kind of movies like Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee, John. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I was going to say John Goodman. I I don't know why I get those two mixed up, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, Dan Aykroyd's just, just great as a side character and Tim Allen just, Tim Allen's made to be like a leading man in a Christmas movie. It's just, just, you know, from Santa Claus to Christmas at the Cranks, he just he kills it. Um, we also watched the Apple TV special, Hanny Waddingham, Home for Christmas, and that's great. You know, 45 minutes of her singing Christmas songs and uh, being in this, uh, I, I can't remember. I'm not a British person, obviously, and I can't remember. She's performing in, like, the giant <laughs> whatever amphitheater, or not amphitheater, um, it's it's a uh, opera hall, opera hall house, something like that um, in London, yeah, like an historic <laughs> house. Uh, let me see. London Coliseum, uh, St. Martin's Lane, London. Um, but yeah, you could tell it's like a storied venue with obviously a lot of a uh, a lot of history there. And uh, I guess during the show, she says like her mom was a tenured opera singer there at the opera house you know all of her years growing up and so she would sit up in the opera box listening to her mom sing and so it was a really cool moment for her to be able to be there singing to her parents and her daughter being there in the same place that she sat when her mom was performing there and yeah she's got an amazing voice it's so well produced i mean it feels it reminds me of like the white christmas and all the the musical numbers that they have in that movie um it feels like old Hollywood, you know, old stage, stagecraft musicals. Um, 
it's just great. I mean, it's exactly what I think you want. There's not a lot of like fluff in it. It's it's just a simple, good, you know, excellent Christmas show. She gets to ch- change dresses like four times, which obviously yeah. brings her a lot of joy. And she like makes some jokes about it. And yeah, it's just it's a simple, good forty five minutes of a uh, great Christmas fun. So Where's this one screen? Yeah, uh, definitely recommended Apple TV. What was the name of it again? Hanny Waddingham Home for Christmas. She's okay. the Ted Lasso. All right, it's like she's right the there. Owner of Rebecca. the Rebecca. Uh, yeah, she's <gasps> the owner of the team. Luke. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, when when you're done, we. I. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't just completely ignore my gasp. Ignore it. <laughs> Act like it didn't even happen. Um. I got two things left. Um, Fargo TV show. We have watched, mm. I think, the first three episodes of that, and it's very interesting. Um, I don't know what to think of it overall. I think, you know, I have to let it – I want to let the story play out, but I, it's it's enough now that I can say I – I can highly recommend that, you know, someone like you who probably has not jumped on board yet, you should jump on board. Um this is the fourth season. Uh, I'm trying to go back. I want to say, no, this is the fifth season. Um, That's crazy. Fargo's been an interesting one where, like, the first season was just incredible. Um, like, it, it, IMDb doesn't give out a lot of nines usually. You know, their users are right. usually pretty strict, and this this season has, like, a nine. Um, and so, anyways, um, it's been through some ups and downs. You know, I think it's, like, season three was a little rough or something like that. I can't remember. There was some really good seasons, but this one I, I I'm, I'm interested so far. I would say I'm, you know, let's see. Episode one has an 8.8 right now, 8.6 episode two, 8.2 episode three. Um, so yeah, a lot of other people are liking it too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what, to, what else to say. There's like a, there's a lot of things about the story that kind of reveal themselves as the story plays out. And so I think, if you really talked about much detail, I don't know. It's hard to even describe the plot line without revealing some of the things that kind of reveal themselves in a fun way. And yeah, I don't know. Definitely re- recommend it. It doesn't really have anything to do with Christmas. It's actually happening during Halloween. And maybe really? it ends in Christmas, which might be kind of cool if like the last few episodes are like at the end of December. Because I could see it, you know, moving from Halloween upwards, like October, November, December. It's getting colder, obviously, in Minnesota. It's super it looks like it's super cold in there. There's like a bunch of snow even then in Halloween. She which makes wishes sense, she but. was never born and it ends on a it's a wonderful <laughs> life. That would be interesting. <laughs> that something. actually fits really well with what's happening. I don't, oh wow. You haven't yeah, watched yeah. any of this, right, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I definitely would recommend it. Um, last thing, we've just watched the first episode of this, but the Monarch Legacy of Monsters, we watched that first episode. Mm, tell me. I don't know. I mean, I, I've i heard other people say it's boring. I don't know. You know, only having seen one episode, I really, I don't know if I could say that. There, The big complaints I heard before was it just not showing enough on the monsters. Like I said, I've only watched one episode. I do feel like the major central thing of the show so far seems to be the people and the drama with you know this girl's dad and like him dying and he has all these secrets that they're trying to figure out what what was going on in the background Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I find it interesting enough that I do want to watch another episode. Honestly, it's just like it'll be too late. It's like, oh, it's 1030. I don't really feel like watching 45 minutes of this right now. And that's the only reason I haven't watched it. Um, And Fargo's just got me hooked a little bit more. So we caught up with that. I I probably will go down after this and, and watch another Monarch. But. Yeah, it's I you know, it's it's wet my appetite enough, but I, I wouldn't say, Oh man, you've gotta watch this. But yeah, you know. We'll see. We'll see. It's definitely a yeah, we'll see. I, I really want to watch it. I mean, like I, I like Godzilla stuff and that yeah. I'm interested in their the universe that they've been building and you know, I that's my expectation. Kirk Russell, man. Though. I mean Kirk Russell. Kirk His Russell. Son. Yeah. I mean, son. That's my expectation with this show. I feel like it would be weird to be like, I expect there to be a, like a Godzilla fight or a monster fight every episode. I mean, what, what? this is why you make a show. Like, this is why you make a live action series so you can explore yeah. these different things. Because ex- that's your expectations for a movie, you know, right? To have a big monster battle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that because I'm definitely going to. Um, I find it interesting. People are like, you know, in in when I heard another podcast where they were talking about it, he was saying, no, you know, I, I think they just didn't have enough budget to do the monsters. <laughs> My response to that would be, we're talking about Apple, <laughs> right? Right. We're not talking about Hulu. We're not talking about, you know, voodoo. We're not talking about another streaming services that ends in you. <laughs> we're talking about Apple who has all the money in the freaking world. So my first thought would not be, Oh, they didn't have enough money. I, I think, you know, if, if they didn't do something, it probably is a choice they made. Now, you know, that may have been the wrong choice. I'm not saying it was the right choice, but yeah, I would not default to, oh, they probably didn't have enough money. I don't know. I think Apple's spending all the money right now to try to be a top player in this streaming war. So, Right. It's a, it's a vision of the show. It would be one thing if it, this, yeah. this was called like Monsterverse or whatever. And, there, and then it was focusing on all these people and they're like, oh, my God, a big yeah. battle is taking place outside. And then they like go outside and then the next episode yeah. happens and they're like dusting themselves off going, "Woof, that was yeah. crazy. You know, that and would nothing be like, looks obviously. like that. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the like show some, they're doing. That's some. Yeah, that's some you stream it garbage that they would do. Right. On some, some bootleg streaming service before like it got it's like uh got its wings or whatever or got going that's kind of how agents of shield was in the beginning like yep. oh boy <laughs> we here at the end of thor fighting <laughs> it's like Malekith. aliens falling down in like cheesy costumes it's like oh <laughs> right look at that just got knocked out of the air by by hulk Roar! <laughs> you can hear him in the background. <laughs> That's kind of how season one of Game of Thrones was like. There'd be a battle, but they wouldn't show the battle, and they'd like show them going back into their tents after the Ooh, battle. Exactly. What a battle that was! Tyrion would be like, "Oh boy, oh boy, oh, I'm sweating from all my swinging of this hammer here." Hundred <laughs> percent. That's how like the first season of Game of Thrones was. Maybe even the second. But yeah, no, that's not what's going on there. I don't think. <laughs> it's uh, then they got all those AT and T contracts and stuff. <laughs> I guess HBO doesn't work that way. That's I don't true. know how they how they do. Yeah. But bro, I, I needed to bring a couple things up. I completely forgot about them. I was like, I gotta Uh-oh. talk about these these things. One of them you can partake in. The other one I'm just gonna have to. So we watch we watch pre Christmas stuff, things that maybe have Christmas in it, but are absolutely not Christmas movies. We watch the show. Dinah, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that definitely counts. <laughs> um, we this is something that uh. Amber's not seen. I've seen it a lot when I was younger. You've got mail. Tom Hanks and Meg mm. Ryan. Sort of a... I'd forgotten that. 
Yeah. Man, I haven't watched that in so long. It's that pretty good. Does that take place during Christmas? No. <laughs> Not at There's all. A portion, a portion of the movie <laughs> takes place during Christmas in New York. Okay. So no, it I, it it passes Christmas. It, it takes place. There's like a portion of the movie. One fourth of the movie takes place during Christmas. Wow, like, yeah, that's quite a bit. Yeah, it's quite a bit enough to where you can watch it in November before December starts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. I mean, this is a classic '90s, late '90s rom com stuff. Oh, man, I'm it's looking good. at this cast list. Right, crazy. Dave Chappelle. Being yeah. freaking in it and uh, Steve Zahn, yeah, man. However you say, it, Greg Kinnear, Greg Kinnear, Parker yeah, Posey, Parker Posey. Like watching, I didn't know these people when I was a kid, and so and I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So watching it now, I'm like, yeah. holy crap, that person's in it. Jeez. Even these people that, that people wouldn't recognize their names, I'm like, oh yeah, I recognize their faces. Right, the Heather Burns. I remember she was in a bunch of stuff back then. John Randolph, yeah. Either way, it's a it's a good movie. Amber, oh, Amber he's liked from, it. He's from Christmas Vacation. That's how I know him. John That's Randolph. Right. He's he's uh, Chevy Chase's dad. That's great. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I recommend this. It's, it's, if I was you, son, I'd go up there and check every single bulb. Now, if you need <laughs> my help, I'll be upstairs asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah! But the a funny thing about that is, you know, it's like it's a movie that like. I don't think about very often, even though I've seen it a lot and I like it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think about it very often. It's not one of those movies. But uh, Amber and I made the decision to finish Ted Lasso, which is the next thing I need to speak yeah. about. I, that's why I was like, "Oh my God, Rebecca's in that." Thing. I need to talk about Ted Lasso season three because um, I finished it. I know you finished it. Um, and they watched. Uh, there was an episode where they while were watching. Uh, freaking, you've got mail, and I was like, "Holy crap, we just watched that." What are the chances? <laughs> but anyways. Um, Man, I, I'm I'm I was really disappointed just in the in this season. Just like yeah. uh, the best way I can articulate it, it's like these people know how to film scenes, like really good scenes, and direct actors and write good dialogue. And because like I feel like individual scenes that happen are good, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is well framed, well staged. The actors are doing a good job. There's nothing in the writing that's bad the the thing is is they're these scenes are like held together by i don't know what towards the end of this thing i'm like yeah. like things will happen and i'm like did i miss an episode like someone will want to come back to the team and i'm like when did that happen or like someone like quit another mm-hmm. team and i'm like what 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 that happened and like yeah I'm like shouldn't i have seen that guess not it's it's just like I don't know what happened. I it I don't know if there's something behind the scenes where they like midway through were like crap. We have to wrap this up, you know, because obviously this is some sort of end. I don't know if like Jason Sudeikis was like guys after this one I'm out or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't I know. I have a I have a pretty good guess what happened, and I think it's Jason Sudeikis got divorced, and he, I think that was taking a big toll on him and he's already said in interviews that he really just missed being away from his kids and just didn't like spending so much time in London filming. And I think the writing suffered because of that. Was because it I think, he, I think his life? Exactly. I think, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I think he started writing it years ago, not knowing it would mirror his life, unfortunately. But Jeez. I think, I think the writing, you know, Brendan Hunt and, and Jason Sudeikis wrote this 
years ago. I heard an interview with Jason Sudeikis talking about it, and they'd been shopping it around Hollywood for a long time. They'd kind of written it off, and then some series of events happened, and it ended up coming back up, and then, you know, they ended up selling it to Apple. Um, but they had it, like, produced at Paramount or some, somewhere like that, and then they sell, sold it to Apple after that. Um, but I think he just... I think the writing suffered because I think he was just, he was done with it for some reason. I think his mind was just in other places because of, you know, emotional stuff. And I, I, I this is all con- conjecture from me, but that just, that's what it felt like. It felt like the, the writing had really suffered because of that. And he just didn't want to be there anymore, which is a real shame because I think the show deserved a lot better. And yeah, the way it ended was like basically a, just, a bus slamming into a, <laughs> a wall of bricks basically <laughs> is what it felt like. It was like, and goodbye. Right. It, it felt like that. Really right. Did. He's like, I'm leaving. And like the camera zooms out and he's like already on the plane. He's like waving goodbye in the plane window. <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait, yep. what? But like, yeah, so I think I'm going to go <laughs> hang us up the phone <laughs> and he's waving goodbye. This is the actor on a zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> So there's something funny. I don't know. Should I tell you? Yeah, yeah I'll tell you. At the end of Hanning Waddingham's special, Jason Sudeikis is in the taxi waiting on her, but you can clearly tell he is not actually there. They never interact. He never leaves the front seat. You can tell he is CGI'd into that cab. I mean, obviously they do a Hollywood quality job of it, but it's like, this is freaking weird. Bethany was like the first one is like, I don't think he's there. And I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. They must really felt like they had it's to do that. I mean, so weird. Cause why and would she you said even she'd do seen it? something where they were like hanging out together. So like, it's not like they don't like each other. I think he just doesn't want to leave the U S for some reason. He doesn't want to leave his kids or something. I, I don't know. Take the kids with you. I don't know. Wow, I guess split custody can be a weird thing, is what is what my guess is. Right, it didn't end very well from the looks of things, and yeah, I mean, it, it just led to seemingly baffling choices, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's a shame. Uh, what potential um, the show had to really, and it kind of did squander yeah. a lot of its goodwill on that last yeah. season. And I, I can't help but feel like Jason is going to regret what has happened here. I mean, I totally get it. You know, you and I both have kids now. I totally get it. You want to spend time with them. You don't want to miss those years. You don't want to miss those weeks even. Um, but man, it's hard to get a hit show, man. It's hard to get one with like the full backing of a massive company like Apple and you can do what you want. Like it, it felt like at least from what I heard from the outside that they had creative freedom on this. Like, it feels like that's kind of what Apple TV has been doing, like allowing people kind of like HBO does, like allowing people to like make the kind of show that they want to make. And man, is that going to come around again for you guys? Especially Brand- Brandon Hunt. Like, you know, he was an unknown and now he's known like very well, recognizable in homes. Like he's on those NFL commercials now. It's like he's, you know, Which obviously made a name for himself. Coach Beard. You know. Okay. All right. Gotcha. That that was kind of Jason's partner, and, and they've been, I guess, good friends for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, Jeez, how heavily does the show reflect his life? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just I can't help but think, you know, if I was at least in his, I would, oh, I would think 
I would think twice before I did what I did, just kind of canon it like that. And only three ep- three seasons? Like, that show could have easily gone five, six. At the pace it was going, absolutely. Because that's the thing. It was, like, really, like, gingerly paced as far as, like, getting the team and getting the characters at a place where you feel like they're arriving somewhere. It was just going kind of this, like, oh, la, 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 kind of pacing. And so, like, you always felt like, okay, eventually it'll it'll really build towards something that feels climactic and, and like in the way that it would. Yeah. Um, and it just, and there was so many like characters, so many directions they could have gone in, you know, Yes. that I felt like, I don't know. I just felt like it a lot, had a lot of potential kind of like you were saying. Right. And it just ended up to the place where I'm like, I can't believe they've done this. Like, and there was like a point where like they were building up something for Rebecca's character of like, or, and I can't believe how it concluded. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. It's just basically like, never mind. Never mind. Or he's like, hey, what's up? (laughs) You know, he might as well have just been like, sup, at the very end. It's just outrageous. That's too bad. It's too bad. I I sympathize, and I think you might be onto something um, as far as the reasons, but that's too bad. I had to bring it up. I'm sorry. That's why I gasped. And it affects so many other people, too. You know, that's the other yeah hard part of it it's like I, I i get that but it is it is a little selfish to just say sorry guys you're out of a job it's a groundbreaking show for a lot of these actors like you know it's like yep, yep. a lot of the these actors sam like he that was a that was a big part for him oh my god yeah and like he got a lot of screen time in there yeah this is a very scene i mean you know obviously yeah. he's in the in in the marvel universe he's now. now yeah it's amazing and he yeah. was just a writer. He wasn't even supposed to be cast in Ted Lasso. Is that Lasso. so? I didn't know that. That's crazy. They stuck him in at the last minute because they couldn't find somebody for Roy Kent. They're like, wow. He's like one of the best characters. I've got an idea. How about if I'm really angry? Yeah, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's much more appropriate. <laughs> That's great. I didn't know that. But either way, alas, it is what it is. And uh, I had to bring it up. I had to. Uh, yep. Anyways. Yep. Shall we talk about it? Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, this Why is... Why we can't have good things. I guess, no, at least not delivered to us in the way that they should be, you know? It's, I, I just... I had this image in my mind that we'd be podcasting and we would get to watch it live together and react live together. That, that was one of the things that annoys me about it. Yesterday, I'm like looking at the countdown. I'm like, that's going to come out right during our show. That's perfect. Yeah. And then later that night, I'm like, oh, my gosh, freaking leaked. Right. It, so it's, what leaked, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the GTA 6 trailer. Uh, if, oh. if you're not if, – if you listen to us mainly for, like, TV and movie stuff, just I, I feel like I do need to say. I mean, you probably already know. Whoever you are, GTA is, if not the – one of the biggest games out there gta 5 was insane and the hype for gta 6 through the roof into the stratosphere up in space with aliens it's crazy how hyped everyone Mm -hmm. is for this and so so much to where yeah you have this like countdown to the trailer people anticipating the month that the trailer will drop and so and here we were the eve before the trailer dropping and honestly it's the one thing that's like half a, a big shame about it is half the conversation is about the leak itself and not like the fact that it did leak and not so and and you know a lot of people are talking about the trailer itself for sure but 
it's monopolizing a lot of the way more of the conversation than it rightfully should. It's just the fact that it got leaked. Cause yeah, that's pretty crazy. This that <laughs> the whole freaking trailer just yeah. boom right out there on X or Twitter or whatever. It's yeah, that's a, that's too bad. I can, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure rock stars pissed about it. They did the right thing. I'll say they were ready to go. They were like, shoot and they just released it which is the they right they probably knew it was going to happen i mean after the server invasion right. that happened like a year ago they were like yeah, it's only a matter they've probably of time. been worried about get it get it ready get it ready on youtube yeah. get it ready we're yeah. got to be ready to go if that happens and the, I, I, they obviously were and released it within like like less than an hour after it was leaked and so Likely, you were just greeted to Rockstar releasing the trailer early, which still kind of yeah. is a weird speed bump on the hype train. But yet again, it's one of those times when you go on YouTube and there's so many fakes oh, that yeah. have millions of views too. Yeah, yep, I, I wish YouTube was better yeah. about surfacing like official accounts that post it. Like the Rockstar account should be the one front and center when you search for GTA 6 um, trailer you shouldn't put like Joe Schmoe's trailers or right. whoever man John they're bad at so many things John Finkelstein <laughs> the John Finkelstein it's the Finkelstein cut he's a he's a classic faker classic faker <laughs> watch out for him um, but anyways I mean let's let's talk about this game let's talk about I guess the trailer itself, and also kind of after seeing it, what are our hopes for uh, for the game itself? You know, what do we hope to see? What do we hope it does? Um, what, what were your thoughts on the trailer after seeing it? I mean, visually, it looks amazing, <laughs> like usual. I mean, I think that's one thing you can just always count on Rockstar. Their games are just going to look incredible, and they're going to be on a scale <laughs> like no other. I mean, they just, they're just different. It's like Nintendo spends a ton of time and makes these great games. But I don't know. They they do feel like Nintendo has like a schedule, right? I mean, it's like we need to get something out this year, you know. Mm-hmm. They I think they take a lot more time on stuff like their Zelda or if they have like a main, main line Mario, not like Mario Wonder that feels like almost like a side Mario game that you know not that it's bad it's just like they didn't put like the full steam of nintendo behind it and then you have rockstar which just operates so differently than any other publisher right i mean who who's who could wait this long to come out with a sequel for for what a lot of people say is the best video game ever made um so i i don't know what i mean what what can you say i just you know i think the expectations are out of the out of art in the stratosphere, like you said, and yet I think, you know, the trailer, I mean, it looked really good. I don't know. I don't know how much better it could have looked from a minute and a half teaser. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, the setting, you know, it basically Florida, it's Leonida, but you know, it's Florida basically. Um, you know, that's interesting. I think, you know, th- there's been a lot of conversations about where should it be? What should it be? And it should be, you know, should it just be called GTA? And it should be three different maps and ten different maps. Or it should be evolving into different. It's like, 
in the end, you know, it's probably just going to be what GTA has always been. They're going to pick something. They're going to do it. And that is seems like what they're going to do here. And I think it's fun. I mean, you know, it's hard because you and I are so close to it. We live in Florida. Like, we are the Florida man. Like, <laughs> we are part of the... the we are part of the the geist that is Florida, and I, I I don't know. This is this is a little bit more South Florida oriented, and not not so much North Florida like us. But you know, we know Miami well. We know you know Tampa, Naples. You know, we know all these places that are kind of parodied in these in these videos, and like the Keys, I guess, kind of showed at the end, or yeah, you know, any of those like offshoots of Florida. There's like a bunch of those off like Naples and and Tampa Bay area as well. So, I mean, I think it's really pretty. I think it's it's kind of fun to have something that, like, we know. You know, for so long now, it's been basically Los Angeles. And um, I think it, I think it is fun that you're going to get really a very different map, you know, terrestrially. You're going to get a very different uh, landscape than you have, you know, they had, like, the desert and they had the downtown L.A. area. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm... I think it looks as good as it could look. I mean, yeah. to summarize summarize that little rant of mine, um, beautiful. I mean, uh, that's the thing. I, I always just I just want to be in it and experience it. Um, I'm not someone who gets like addicted to it and plays it for you know forty thousand hours like a lot of these people do, where they play GTA Online over yeah, and over do again. Online. I, yeah, like I I I see the draw and I and I enjoy it for a little while. Um, but it's not like a world I live in. I. You know, I unfortunately I live in, in in COD a little more than I should. Um, but but uh, I, I want to play the story. That's always my big draw for GTA. I want to yeah. play through the story and then I want to explore the map for, you know, 20, 30 hours and then probably move on to the next game. But I'm probably going to get a good 50, 60 hours out of this game. And I can't wait You know, from this. I, I just can't wait. I think it looks great. I don't know if I believe 2025. Um, but, you know, I think they're going to do whatever they want. They're going to just slap a year on it, and then they're going to say, oh, yeah, we meant 2026. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could see them doing that. That's funny. He's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to wait. <laughs> right, exactly. You know who we are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying. I do think Florida is a great choice because, like, you know, they, obviously they did Vice City and Vice City, but, like, I feel like that was – you know, it was just, yeah. it was a very specific thing. It was that was so long ago. Long ago. Yeah. I mean, it was long ago back then. And also it was also a flashback to like the eighties, you know, and it was like, they're going for yeah. like a Scarface kind of vibe there where this is like, okay, this is modern day Florida where they're, they're leaning yeah. in to the wackiness and craziness of Florida. Of course, it's like, you know, uh, the craziest version of it. I and mean, that's what they do. Yep. I mean, like yep. even. Uh, Los Santos is a, a you know a character ver- caricature version of L.A. and this will be a caricature version of Florida, which I, that's great. That's a great choice to do because we're almost a caricature as it is, you know, in a lot of ways. And so uh, to see them just go buck wild with a lot of the crazy things that happen, and Florida is so diverse as far as like one, it's. Uh, its culture is crazy. You know, it's like we have the Miami scene. Um, then we have like, yeah, you kind of see like uh, those people mud bogging right at a certain point. And then yep. like the, the booty shakers and there's a lot yep. in, the, in the, you know, obviously the, the crazy people who are, you know, bothering you or whatever, that lady with the hammer, you know, it's like, you got all that. And it, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's rife for content, for commentary and fun, insane scenarios to play through. Um, And so, yeah, I think like it's a great choice. You know, I I think it's what to do. Like, I'm not really sure exactly. I think, you know, this was anticipated. I think people kind of knew about this, whether through leaks or whatever. This is known that they were going to do go back to Vice City, but obviously way more than Vice City in this. Um, but yeah, I mean, excellent. It looks like they're doing like a Bonnie and Clyde, you know, situation just, you know, in merit that there's a couple, I guess it looks like they're a couple, right. In some, in some, Mm -hmm. in some sense. Yeah. Um, there'll be dual, um, like remember she's like, we've got to do this together. He's like word or something. I don't know. Word, babe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any looking at the thing, you know, it's like it looks like they're making good choices as far as like this is like a tone piece, right? Like this is this this is the city. I remember seeing that for GTA mm-hmm. five. Here's a tone piece of what the look of the game is, the feel yeah. of the, the setting is. And this is the same thing for for this. Um, and uh, I agree with all these choices. <laughs> so all, all there is left to do is just wait for the thing. I mean, honestly, it's like. When these games come out, it's like, do you, it feels like it's so long since their last one came out, since like Red Dead, when Red Dead 2 came out, I did feel like when, when playing it, I didn't get the sense that like, oh, I know everything about it before going in. Did you, do you, do you remember feeling any of that? What do you, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the footage trying to. With 5, with GTA 5 and Red Dead 2. I never got the feeling that the the whole game was shown to me. I, I got the feeling that, okay, I'm going into this yeah. fresh. You know, yeah. I feel like they're pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much they show. Um, you mean story-wise or just, like, how the game was going to even look? Well, I, I really... not Like, I guess, like... I, the thing is, I would in, in a video game like this, I would hate for, like some of those big crazy missions to be shown to me in like an extended gameplay trailer, you know? Um, I was afraid that was going to happen with Spider-Man two, but it turns out that was not the case. The game was just full of them. And I'd hope the same thing would be true to be like, okay, here's one of our big giant heists or whatever the case may be, or whatever the thing you're doing is. Um, I do hope they break away from that. I'll say that, you know, it's Grand Theft Auto. I know. But I would hope they, they're not like, okay, we're going to do the heist from GTA Five just bigger and better. I, I, I would hope they come up with other giant, lavish things to do, which that's not all GTA Five was, obviously. But I just don't want them to repeat that too yeah. much, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I found something kind of interesting that I wanted to show you. Hmm. So I think I've figured out where this clip is in the trailer in our actual Florida. Oh, really? So I'm just going to share my screen with you real quick. Um, here we go. You able to see that? Yeah. So this mm. is the clip from the trailer here, right? Um, you can see the two bridges and islands. Yeah. So I was like, I swear I know that. Bam, look at this. Oh, yeah. Boca Grande. The bridge going in looks very similar. 
Yeah, that's which got what, the two exactly bridges. What I think that's the railroad bridge here. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. <laughs> Not that any of that matters. I just thought it was interesting. No, that's it's great. Very similar. You know, it's like I saw a lot of things circulating online about how like some of the crazy things they were showing, like that lady with a hammer. What are you doing here? And the guy with like pulling a alligator out of a pool and the woman who was yeah. booty dancing on top of a car. They're like direct references to clips uh, that exist of people really? actually doing this crap. But yeah, like it's crazy like that. That booty okay, shaker. Yeah, it's exactly it, something yeah. that exists. The, the, the gator going into a, uh, I think it was a Walmart yeah. in real life. Convenience store. Yeah. yeah, these people are crazy. Um, Guy watering his lawn. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that lady hammer. with the hammers. It's like it's yeah. a direct reference yeah. to something it's like that, a TikTok video. Right. Some crazy lady that's circulating. Yeah, I mean. It, this trailer it's one of those things where it's like i think the more you analyze it the more you're like holy crap because like one this is an open world like the fact that like we're getting to this point where it's like uncharted four level characters in like an open world that's insane and also like the yep. little details like just seeing the details from such a draw distance is amazing that's always my mm-hmm. thing like mm-hmm. One of my bit the biggest things that make games beautiful for me and also a detractor is like draw distance. Like if a game has terrible draw distance, it really pulls me out. But if a game has like amazing draw distance and like you see all these details in the in the in the mm-hmm. distance, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, and, uh, it's one of the things that made Skyrim so freaking amazing because right. it was so advanced in that way back then. Yeah, you're not like walking in the mist and are like seeing things pop in in front of your feet. No, you're like. I'm that over there I'm going and yeah I mean so much detail packed into this trailer I think people are I, I'm I'm what can't wait to actually see like I'm a big fan of Digital Foundry you know they're they have a great eye for like what makes like these games so beautiful and like what and mm-hmm. like the the impressive aspects of them. I, I'm looking forward to their their analysis the I'm lighting sure is usually a big thing with modern trailers and the yeah. lighting is incredible insane like shining through that window into her hair and that one where you're just like holy smokes yeah i mean the game looks amazing um the gameplay stuff will be unveiled as we go i i kind of do hope that they i hope they mix it up a little bit you know as far as their gameplay is concerned there's such a specific way rockstar games have played since gta 3 you know, as far, I mean, obviously they've refined it. I mean, I'm not saying that they've just used the same thing, but there's certain things where I'm just like, yeah, I would like that to be different. Like for instance, mashing a or maxing, mashing X to, to sprint. I'm ready to say goodbye to that. Yeah. I got, that's, yeah, <laughs> that was okay. So like we, they had that in like the Genesis of like open world games, right? Like GTA three being one of the first giant 3d open world games. And it's like, okay, it's time to not have that anymore. It's like no other open world game does it. Do they feel like it's a rock star signature at this point? But <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's time to do away with that. Map it to one button that you can hold or or activate like how you can do like Auto. the R3 or whatever. Auto sprint. Yeah, better yet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can't think of too much else. I'm sure they'll refine a lot of the shooting and driving and stuff like that the games so let's let them do that but if i had one note i would say yeah you can you know 
figure out a different way to run. <laughs> <laughs> your, your finger gets too tired. Yeah, it's just like your no mine does. After playing Call all these other games, a lot of the same thing. Oh really? Like it's like the same having to hold down the joystick mm, or something. Right, right. Can't believe it. Mashing the button to run. That's yeah. It's it's just no one else does that. I mean, and for a reason. So yeah. Ah man, looks really good. I mean, I think they've made as good of an impression as they could have. I agree. I really do agree. Looks great. Um, I'm glad it's in modern day as well. I did not want them to go back to that that time. I just feel like, yeah, I mean, we're th- this time of Florida man, you know, with all this crazy publicity in Florida yeah. over the last decade. I mean, it's yeah. again, it's that's perfect for a GTA game. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know, with with as many people have moved to Florida too, it's it's become such an even more popular place in that respect as well. Right. Absolutely. There's a lot going on here. In Florida, There's a lot happening for sure. California and Florida are always going to be two of the most happening places. There's just a lot of people in our two states. There's a lot to say, a lot of crazy stuff to yep. look at. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's going to be wild. Um, it's the two places that I feel like everybody vacations in: California yeah. or Florida. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's where you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I don't know where they're going to go to next. I feel like. Oh God! <laughs> After this, I mean, why am I thinking That's about GTA Seven? That's hard to even 7? imagine. I mean, yeah. how long would that take? Who knows? Like twenty years. Because <laughs> I mean, if they are going to revisit Red Dead as well, like you're going to have a Red Dead in between that. I hope. I hope, man. I do not want that. I mean, I want Bully, but they definitely shouldn't have <laughs> abandoned the Red Dead franchise. Good lord. Yeah. Two assumed. I mean, if you good. had a Bully and a Red Dead, <laughs> and a table tennis. Too much of too many good things, Luke. <laughs> so it'll be twelve years if they hit right. Two thousand thirteen, I believe, is when it came out. Twenty twenty five will be twelve. That's huh. wild. That's wild. I mean, it's one. It's it's the thing is, it's like there's been a lot of sequels that are just a long time coming, but not from a, you know something like this where it's like everyone knows it's happening, everyone knows it's going to happen. The the game and the studio are thriving like nobody's business, and so. It's yeah. like an, it, the game itself is like an industry in and of itself almost, it seems at this point. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. The, the, the fact that it's, yeah, it's almost like it, it could be, it's like its own platform, you know, <laughs> almost, you know, and people treat it that oh, yeah. way. The fit, like, five I was feel on like if the they released so their own console, they could, they yeah. could sell a lot. It's the GTA console. It just plays GTA 6. They would bring enough people on that other people would start developing for that console. You know that's true. Probably. I mean, look at what like Valve did with Steam, you know? I mean, who would have thought that they could have made their own platform to sell games and it become the place to buy games? They I'm did glad it. they haven't done this. I'm glad that, that this is not a reality that we've had to face. I can't. I, no, don't, I, I don't want to I buy agree. another console. <laughs> but I could see them doing it. They would make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, I know. I know. Nobody could I do know. it other than them. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're you ain't wrong, you ain't wrong, son. Amid uh, the GTA Six trailer hype, the actor who plays Arthur Morgan says, "We'll see Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Three one day." Dude, that's an interesting story. The the fact that it's the actor saying that it's like, why why would you say that? Yeah, I think you're. We've run the gamut of your character. We're gonna get a prequel for you too. 
He also said he believes GTA 6's version of GTA Online won't replace GTA 5. Still hugely popular. Okay. What do now you you're know talking out about? Of school. Yeah. What do you know <laughs> about that? I mean, are you? Do you work for Rockstar still? <laughs> like, yeah, I, so weird. I find that hard to believe. Right. I mean, he's just. I feel like fan. it's just going to be a replacement for it. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like what Warzone did when Warzone 2 came out. I mean, nobody even really noticed. It was just like. Okay, yep, this is our new... I just realized I'm still sharing my screen. I'm sorry. I've been watching it. <laughs> Watch all the Good nasty thing I didn't things go to any naughty sites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Um. <laughs> um, but well, what I was saying is Warzone 2 came out, and it was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, it's a new Warzone. <laughs> it might as well have been Warzone 1, and I feel like it's going to be the same thing with GTA 6. I mean, it's like... I I, I can see how the big thing is the same thing that like Sony has right with like the PlayStation 5 or you know what they they had with like PlayStation 4 it had such a huge install base with the PlayStation 4 that it was hard for them to to completely just abandon it so you know they'd been doing like PlayStation 4 releases still for quite a while and um, you know Xbox was doing the same obviously on a lesser scale but you know, I know Sony. That was a big thing for Sony, and I, and I think a lot of the developers as well were saying, you know, well, you do have a hundred million people here still on PlayStation fours. Like, we would kind of like our game on there too. Um, so I can see, you know, Rockstar being the same way. It's like, how do we transition those people over? You know, if what if you haven't bought GTA six, but you're still doing the free, you know, free to play GTA online, and you're buying those whale shark cards. Mm-hmm. they are um, shark guards oh my God. yeah i don't know how that'll work it'll be interesting i think it may just be like uh one day you log in and just say sorry you're gonna now have to open you know gta 6 online and that's still free to play that part of gta 6 because that's kind of how it is for call of duty right you can play the online part but you can't play any of the story you can't play i don't I imagine... know it, it is hard to imagine that they force people and say you cannot play online anymore unless you buy the new game Right, I imagine they'll just keep the servers open and they probably won't support 5 online with new content, but if you're playing there still, you'll be able to do so for the foreseeable future. Who knows what that is. This means a year and a half. Um, (laughs) Something like that. I mean, it probably... I, I probably won't be a long time. They, they're they're going to want to focus their efforts on that next thing. So Absolutely. And it'll be hard to imagine that at that point, you know, I mean, GTA 6 is going to light the world on, world on fire all over again, I'd imagine. And, the, and it's worth pointing out, I mean, we haven't mentioned it, that this is current gen only. This is PS5 and the series consoles. And uh, they have it won't launch on PC. It will come to PC, yeah. assuredly. Yeah. But this is... Current that, that is pissing a lot of people off. Oh, I surely. Don't blame them. Surely. I mean, five didn't launch on PC either. I think. I think like they're. I don't even think Red Dead did. I think yeah. their games generally don't launch on PC. But there's probably so many people who want to play them there. Oh, absolutely. That is tough. Absolutely. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I I never understand that. It feels like PC would be such an easy place to to develop a game for. You'd it feel so that much way, more open. But but you keep hearing these stories about how these games have all these issues at launch on PCs. I mean, I guess you have to account yeah. for like with you can optimize for this one console, but then like you have to like take into account everyone's Frankenstein PC builds 
that they have. And so it's like, I guess I can imagine how it unless would be you just like, have super high demands, right? And just say, sorry, I won't run on anything, but a, you know, 2080 or something. Right. Right. Which demands are getting higher and higher into as far as like Ram and freaking. Yeah. The GPU. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. The, the tax on the GPUs now. Yeah. You could just be like, whatever. You have to have the most expensive computer in the world. <laughs> yep. Whatever. 3080 or nothing. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, this is, it's exciting. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Jeff is seething over that or yeah. was seething over yeah. that. They didn't wait like two oh, days yeah. and announced it at his show. Um, because I'm sure that would be like the biggest get he could, that would be the biggest get he could possibly get, you know? And, but anyways, but I don't think Rockstar would play with anybody. They make You're their right. own news. They don't really, yeah, they don't really need to. So yeah they can just be like why are we gonna yeah um but yeah i mean that being said um game awards are this thursday in a couple of days we'll be watching i'll try to sometimes i just forget but yeah i i, I want to <laughs> i aim to my goal is to i aim to yes as well, i will be watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh it's been pretty you know as far as expectations of announcements, there hasn't really been a lot said as far as like what people are expecting, you know? So. Yeah. And there's like, there's no world premieres now. They're just saying like quality content coming your way, whatever the freak that means. I don't really understand uh, what they're saying. Um, I'm sure there's going to be new. Cause like for the game awards, it's almost like world premiere, world premiere, world premiere, like one after the next. I'm sure they're going to have something that is technically a world premiere, but I guess they're just doing away with that. Uh, you would think so. Yeah. I mean, is it just the, the ver- like the, the vernacular there that they're just kind of doing away with? We don't want to call it that. <laughs> yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe there's not going to be anything, but anyways yeah it'll be interesting after we see the show to to see like what stories are written and you know what like what was any of this brand new or um you would think all of it would be brand new i mean it's just one of those shows that that's the kind of thing where you premiere things it's just kind of how it works right especially like you're at the end of the year you know you're leading up to the next year it's like it's time to start getting excited about the next thing Looking forward to it. We don't get this kind of stuff very often anymore with the whole downfall of E3. So I, I would, I just like this kind of stuff. Popping next yeah. to the TV with some snacks and a drink and just watching video game stuff being talked about on your TV. That's still, that's still. I'm old, so that's still create a fun thing for me. I think like younger people are like whatever. I watch people talk about games every day, all day, and I do too. But it's like I don't know. There's there's something fun for me about this format you know it's live yeah it's presentation live presentation real life people getting up there and i don't know making a big deal about it i like it but anyways definitely me as well got any big plans for the weekend luke oh i was gonna say tomorrow the new season of call of duty comes out and the new map for warzone so it's like a whole new map for like everything you do in warzone so that's kind of a big deal it's only the third map to come out ever in the history of warzone so that's kind of a big thing it's like it's the first season of modern warfare 3 so there's new zombies Mm. like 
update with like a fourth tier. There's like three tiers of like difficulty in the zombies, and now there's a fourth freaking tier that you have to go through some portal and you go bowels of hell or whatever. But and then there's a then there's a whole new map for Warzone, and you know there's going to be new maps and new weapons for the uh, multiplayer. So giant yeah, content I just, drop. I just wanted to mention that. So cool. If anybody didn't know that, I'm looking forward to that. I will be seeing Godzilla um, at some point, probably this week. Godzilla, the uh, you know the Japanese, the Toho Studio, uh, Godzilla. So I'll be I've heard great things, and so I'll be checking that out in theaters at some point, probably this weekend. I don't know. That's not the Godzilla X Kong New Empire, whatever is it? No, it's the it's Godzilla oh. minus one. Is uh is what oh, it's of called? Course. Yeah, I'm, of I, course. I don't know anything about that. And some Kingdom Hearts naming right there, uh, but yeah, I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be checking that out for sure. I think I thought it looked good. I mean, like seeing the trailer, I was like, "Holy crap!" They're really getting it right with that look there. But hmm. anyhow, I hadn't heard about this. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's got like one of the highest live action. I think the highest live action Japanese um, box office hmm. in America. So. Cool. It's doing well. Japanese adventure kaju film directed (laughs) by Takashi Yamazaki. That's good. Go with that. I thought that felt right. That felt right. Cool. That's awesome. But she's. Anyways, that's our show. Yay! Yay! Good job, Luke. You guys have a good, (laughs) fantastic week. Enjoy. See ya.